0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's indie artist music hustle with Blonde Intelligence. I'm your host, Miss Ronnie, where I always seek to give you exquisite cranial repertoire. This week, we have a very special guest. We have Stan Simon. Say hello to everyone. Hi, hi out there. (laughs) Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to start out with letting you take over and tell everyone about yourself.
1: How long do you want me to talk? Because people like to interrupt me after I start talking. <laughs> when I have questions, I'll jump in. Okay. Okay, so I'll, I'll just start off where I came from. Originally, I came from a little place in New York called Brooklyn. I don't know if you ever heard of that. The Dodgers used to be out there. A lot of people were out there. And they're still there. Some are gone, like myself. The reason I'm gone, basically, because of the weather, I just could not take the snow and scraping the ice off the windshield and losing my pocket spot and looking for my car in the evening after I got home from work. It was too much for me. So I had the choice of where I wanted to go. I wanted to go to Florida when I got older like I am right now, or I wanted to go to California. So I said, everybody's going to Florida. I'm going to California. I don't like crowds. I really don't. Anyway, so basically, that's why I grew up in Brooklyn. We came from a very poor family. Had six boys. Very little food to eat. Lots of roaches in the apartment, but hey, that was part of life back then. And this is the early part of the '40s. Okay, mm-hmm. there were five boys, and my mom and pop—they were struggling like everybody else was at that time, you know. And the kids were taught that hey, you know, you had to go out and work eventually. So we went through a school system in New York City, and my brothers did their thing, and I did my thing. Okay, my thing was, uh, while I was going to school, I was going to school at night at that time, I wanted to get into broadcasting. Uh, Broadcasting at that time was fairly new. It really was. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, I was only a 19-year-old kid. If I'm going to make a life, I'm going to make it in broadcasting. You know, that's an up-and-coming thing. So I went to school at night, I worked myself up, and I finally got a job at ABC Television in New York City, All right? I was very lucky, I really was, but I worked very hard. We were taught to work hard. My mom and pop said, hey, if you want this something in life, it's not going to come in hand it to you, you have to go out and work for it. And we really did, we really did, because we knew what it was not to have. You know, people were always under the misconception, to live in New York had plenty. Well, we didn't have any, so <laughs> that was a misconception. But anyway, the, the long and short of it is, it taught us what to do in life. It really did, very good thing. But I started working at ABC News in 1953, and I started in the newsroom, and I worked my way up very rapidly because I was a workaholic. man. work, work did not stop me. I had, a, <laughs> I had an agenda. I was a kid, 19. I, plenty of plenty of energy and I had an agenda. And my agenda mm-hmm. was to make something of myself. It really was. And I worked a lot of hours. Anyway, I was very fortunate. I got into the film department at ABC News Network. Now uh, that was really as it turned out later in life, that set the thing for a lot a lot of things that happened in my life. It really did. Because in, in ABC News as a video editor, a video okay motion picture film. At that time, it was just motion picture. They didn't have videotape. There's no such thing at that time. But anyway, we learned the mechanics of putting a video picture together with words. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really, that's, to be surprised how creative that really is. You know, until you're in that situation. And it took me years to learn this, okay? But it was all the training that I got at ABC News. And I have to thank them for that, the network. And they're still there, they're still there, right near Central Park. They're still in operation, still going strong. Without me, I don't see how they could do that, but they did, they survived, (laughs) well, they survived. But anyway, but what I learned is really putting words, words and being creative with video at the same time. And that in turn, it's, it's kind of weird how life is. It really is, I'm an 87 year old guy, right? And you never know what the future is going to hold for you. You really don't, and that's that's the joy of life, and that's the joy of life. You know, they always say, "Well, it's not where you're going; it's the trip getting there." And you know, the truth is, I think they're really right. I'm learning it the hard way. The hard way. I'm still learning. Hey, I'm a babe in the woods. I'm only eighty-seven. Give me a break. I'm still learning. But here, here's what. So here's what happened when I was doing the, all these things with the video because I was a you know film editor it led me into sound studios. Okay. So why? Because I had to do soundtracks, okay? You had effects, a shotgun, or what a person screaming, or whatever. Like like real movies you see in Hollywood now,
0: we had to add those- like handle- Michael Jackson, if you listen to Michael Jackson's music, he has a sound effect for every word that he says in the song. So I listen for sound effects, so I feel you on what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, this is really
1: true. This The effects make it. People don't realize you have music in the background. You can see a movie, you'll always hear music in the background. You can even hear silence. Would you believe it? even silence has a sound? People don't even understand that. Because if you take silence away, you have dead air. That you'll hear. Okay? But anyway, I learned, I really learned this only going to sound studios quite a lot. Anyway, I worked. I worked at ABC News for uh, about 26 years. In 1979, I quit and I started my own electronics company. I, I got my head goes a lot of different places. It really does. I wrote. I wrote children's uh, stories. I used to like to write children's stories. Okay, and that got me used to writing. In the interim, while I was at ABC News, I also started going to college at night because I used to see the writers, they were creating nice words. I looked at these guys and said, you know, these guys aren't too much smarter than me. I said, if he can do it, why can't I? And I really, I worked my ass off. I got to tell you the truth. Working in the daytime, I was going to school. I went to Rutgers University in New Jersey at night. And it took me six years to get my degree. But I got to tell you, once you hit get that paper, you say, hey, you know, I did it. Nobody put a gun to my head. Nobody said, you got to do these things. It's because I wanted to do them. All right. Anyway, so now I, I quit ABC. Now I got my new company. I got an electronics company. And, hey, How what old? the hell? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. How old were you then? At that time? Well, mm-hmm. it was 19. Okay, it was 19 like, like I said, it was 1979. I was born in 34, so I was 43, 44. So I was an old guy
0: already, but I was starting a new company.
1: And don't I didn't was anything. No. Forty
0: four. No, don't time. don't say that. I'm forty four. Well you're a baby. Now yeah, I look yeah. You're a baby. You look like a baby. <laughs>
1: anyway. No, I, so I no. still a young man then. <laughs> okay, a young man. Okay. So I started I started the business. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I, you know, but like everything else, you mess up, you do it, you mess up, you start making connections, you make friends, so on and so forth. But anyway, here's where it really starts getting really something really interesting that I think your fans are going to really enjoy this one. So this was 1979. So shoot ahead to 2005. Now, when I used to work in my business, I worked like an animal. I also work. I, I still do. Hey, I'm only 87, I'm still a kid, right? I still put in a lot of hours, I really do. But anyway, so at that point in time, like I said, okay, so I come home, I was tired, and we had dinner and everything, and the wife and everybody went to bed. And to relax, I'd sit on, on a computer for about three or four hours at night. Mm-hmm. And one day, one day I was sitting on the computer, this really gets interesting. I see that there was a contest, somebody was running a contest, right? What kind of a contest? They said they wanted me to write some lyrics or whoever entered the context. They wanted you to write some lyrics of all things. You ready for this one? The blood meter, the diabetics take their blood every time, right? Now, I was a diabetic. I still am, for that matter, okay? Unfortunately. But, okay, my mom had it. And my lovely mom gave it to me. I said, Mom, why'd you do that to me? I hate you. But I, I, really, did. <laughs> I really did. I really did. She was a fantastic lady. But anyway, so I said, Hey, you have to be a diabetic, okay, to enter the contest. So well, I'm a diabetic. I said, That means I can enter the contest. Can I write lyrics? I like to write, but I, I don't know. I never wrote lyrics. I said, And they wanted me to write about a blood testing meter. I said, "How the hell do you do that?" So I sat down for a, really a couple of hours. I had to think about that. I said, "Well, the only thing I came up with now—get this one—the diabetic association says you should be testing your blood five times a day to keep control of your sugar." All right, so I said, "Wait a second, how do I connect that to this the song?" So you know what I did? I connected. I said, "You know something? I'm going to treat that little thing that I hate to do every day." like a lady. I'm say, you know something? I said, I wanna say, I like the way you touch me all well, every day long, right? Let's see how that comes out. And honest to God, that's really what I wrote. That's really what I wrote. So I entered the contest and I didn't even know if I won. This is going back in November, October, November that year, and I didn't even know if I won or not. I had the lyrics, I wrote it on a scratch piece of paper, I threw it in the garbage. I said, eh, Come on, who am I? I'm a nobody, I'm not gonna win, no way at right? Mm-hmm. And then I threw that, that thing away, wouldn't you know, a week later, I get a, a mail, a first class mail that says, Hey, you won first prize. I said, What? Me? I said, must have been a lot of dummies out there. I can't believe that. That's really true, really true story. So they said, hey, what we're going to do, we're going to fly you and your wife out to New York to a sound studio. You're going to watch the artist perform that. Well, they did. They really kept their word. And they flew me. This is in 2005 now. They flew me and my wife out to the sound studio. Now, here's the funny thing about the sound studio. That sound studio, many yeah. years I used to go to that sound, same sound studio in New York City, and I used to do my sound mixes for ABC News, and now here I was coming into the sound studio, and then we're going to do a mix of my song, my song, of all things. Well, we get there, and who's the artist, and who walked into us? Now, this is going to floor you. This will really floor you. Mr. B.B. King himself. Okay. Really? And why BB King BB King had diabetes walked in. He was a big man. I gotta tell you what a beautiful man this guy was. No kidding around. This is and this goes back in April, like two thousand and five. At that time when he came in, it was a very windy, coldy day in the studio. Well, not in the studio in New York City. And he walked in and he says, Does anybody have any hot tea? He says, I'm dying. You know, at first I didn't know who it was. And then his, his agent reintroduced me to BB. You know, we shook. Care. Big man, big man, heavy man, but a beautiful man, I gotta tell you. Real I mean, this is the guy, honest to God, you just want to be friends with him right away. Say, really? Have coffee, you know, have a sandwich. You know, nothing about this guy. You know, he didn't, he didn't want to know who he was. He was just B.B., okay? And, of course, he brought along his girlfriend, Lucille, with him. His guitar. <laughs> he doesn't go anywhere. With, that, and that's a funny story. I don't know if you listeners want to hear that story, okay, about no, I'm Luc- from Arkansas. I'm right across from Memphis. Oh, okay. You want me to tell you that little story? Okay. The, funny, the funny story about that story it's Mr. B.B. King, how he got his, his girlfriend Lucille. He was in Arkansas at the time. <laughs> Honest to God. Now, you know more about Arkansas than I do, for sure. But there was a place there at that time called The Twist. I never heard of it. But he said it was in a wooden building, and he would meet a, with a lot of the musician friends there. Now, whether they did a gig there or not, or whether they just stood there to bullshit part my language, no, I don't. But there were a lot of people there. There were a lot of people there at that time, and BB was there with his friends and everything, talking about music. Of course, what else are they going to talk about? And suddenly, two gentlemen in the crowd, they got into a fist fight. And what they did at that time was an old wooden building. That they did to warm the place up they had a big barrel of kerosene or whatever that they had on fire to warm the place up. And these two gentlemen got into a fight. They knocked the barrel of wall, this barrel of kerosene over, and it went all over the place. Mm-hmm. And B.B., like the rest of everybody else, they just ran out of the place. This place was just wood. It was going to go up in tinder, right? And he ran out. And then he thought to himself, hey, I left my guitar in there. And he wasn't going to leave his guitar in there. He ran back in him by himself. He really did. And now the building was about to collapse on his head. He grabbed the guitar. He got out in time. He really did. Just got out in time. Saved his life. Really true story for what I hear. But anyway, once he got out, he said, what were these two clowns fighting about? What the hell was that all about? He said, Oh, no, fighting about a girlfriend. The sheer day I wanted to share his girlfriend. What was the girlfriend's name? Lucille. And that's, a, and that's really how he named his guitar. And he always, every guitar, he had several guitars, always kept the name Lucille. And he brought it to the recording studio that day to record my song. Right, the name of that song is "You Have a Way," and he gave me credit. I have credit on that label. If you call that, you call that song up, you'll see the credit, Stan Simon. As oh wow, I don't. Believe <laughs> that. And right, right after he did the song, and I have pictures of him sitting there playing, playing Lucille. You know right it's places it just blew me away you just, say you're
0: not in the industry but actually if you work professionally in some point you're in the industry I mean because you just gave me a span of at least from 2005 to 2019 so you can't say that you're not in the industry so my question is how do you fit social media into this?
1: Well, you know something. I gotta tell you. To me, that's a mystery. That really, is not, and I'm on Facebook, and I'm on Facebook, and I'm on Instagram. Okay, and I'm on a thing. I don't know if you ever heard of LinkedIn. That's mm-hmm. a business application. That's a business platform. So I'm on all three of these things. I'm matter of fact, I wasn't even going to bring this up, but right now I have a shop. I can't sit still. My head goes constantly. I, I you think I'm kidding? I swear to God. I wake, wow. my wife, I wake my wife up in the middle of life and said, hey, you know, I got a great idea. I, I like to invent things. I like to create things. But that that's really who I am. I, I could look at a problem. I say, Jesus, so easy. I got an answer to that problem. I really do. I don't know why. I got a crazy head. My head goes, goes constantly. I, as a kid, I swear to you when I tell you this, my mom and poppy say, another one? And I, I Seventy years old. But that's that's really who I am. But I was in the industry and you and you're right. I listened to music, I listened to what's going on, I listened to what's going on in the world. So now that I'm retired, I was forced out of retirement. Okay, when I had my electronics company, I got very sick in 2016, and I was forced to quit. And I won't go through the whole sob story. I died on the operating table, and they brought me back to life, I think only because the doctor wanted to get paid, so he wanted to make sure I was around. But no, 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 really. I I didn't want to retire. At that time, I was like 82, but I was forced to. I think the guy upstairs said, hey, we don't want you up here either, so get lost. (laughs) But anyway, but anyway, but, you know, so I think of things to do, and I like to write.
0: Uh, Well, I want you to tell everybody, I know the name of your latest single is Christmas, and where they can find your single at.
1: It's called Christmas Time. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it's on Apple iTunes. And Mm -hmm. later on, if any of your viewers, they can take my personal address down, my email, I'll shoot them out a copy, no no problem. I have it on MP3. And Like I said, I, I really work hard. I just went I just yesterday I finished about 80 applications sending out my song to 80 college stations around the country and when I tell you I put it at work, I, I put in a lot of work, I don't kid around.
0: It's an easier uh, way to do it, I'll tell you later.
1: Okay, but I'm don't. But i just saying, hey, you know, I, I do what I know I can do and I, I go on the computer and my behind gets a blister out of I'm sitting so much on, on a computer. But that, that's who I am. If I want something, I go i go after it. I, I do not get around. I really don't. I don't make a pest of myself either, by the way. I find that annoying. Okay. But I can do business with you. I can tell. You, you look a terrific lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad in the connection. I have
0: a social media handle so they can follow you on social media. Okay. I'll be happy to do it at the end of this. Yeah. Just tell yeah. me what to start. You tell no, me yeah. what to Give everybody a social media handle. Right now?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if you go on to Facebook, it's Stan Simon. You go on to Instagram, it's Ripple, R-Y-Y-P-L-E. You go on to LinkedIn, it's Stan Simon. Very easy. It really is. I mean, my I, listen, I got a simple name. That's why my name is Simon,
0: Stan Simon. <laughs> All right. Simple? Okay, well, I thank you for coming. You can find his music Christmas Time on Apple Music, and I am going to link his um, address in the description box if you want to get a hard copy or mp3 of Christmas Time. And you can find us on all social media platforms on the Blown Intelligence page. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on... um, I I'm gonna miss- all of that I'm gonna be a little- <laughs> And you can find the podcast on all podcasting platforms Spotify, Pandora uh, Apple music, you know, any one of your favorite podcasting platforms. And you can also find a recap on the website www.blonde-intelligence.com. Thank
1: you for coming. Fantastic. And thank you so much for inviting me. It's been my
0: pleasure. All right I'm gonna email you. Okay. Yep. Nice see okay. you. Bye. See you
1: soon.